0: Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I'm TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, how are we doing, man? Man, it's
1: been, it's been a bit of a break for us between the bye week. We had an unfortunate COVID illness, sir, but TK, you oh, are back at it. You were back at it off the injured list, off the protocol list on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Happy
0: to have you back, sir. Thank you. Yes, I was in in COVID protocol last week. That's why we didn't get a chance to record. Um, Needed every little bit of rest I could get. But yes, I am back. I'm active for week 10. Um, And thankfully, you know, TK did
1: have lunch prior to the game with Harrison Smith. That is why he tested positive uh, prior to the game, which I think helped the outcome against the Vikings, close contact. So... Thankful for you again, TK, taking one for the team and making it count.
0: I really do appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do whatever I can for this organization. And if that means having a ridiculous fever for four days, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do that every time. Risking um, life
1: and limb. I love it.
0: Always. Day in and day out. Uh, okay. Well, we have a lot to cover today, Holly. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about the Bengals game. Maybe not. Maybe maybe just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about the Ravens' yeah. Week 9 win uh, against the Minnesota Vikings in overtime. We're going to look ahead to Thursday night football against the Miami Dolphins, and we'll talk about a quiet trade deadline for the Ravens. So, a lot to get through. Let's jump right into it. Uh, Bad loss against the Cincinnati Bengals. Kind of got worked in in all phases of the game there. Um, Offense never really got going. Oh,
1: man. I was driving that day from Raleigh, North Carolina to Tampa, Florida. It's a 10-hour drive. It was actually a pretty nice drive, pretty nice day, generally. I'm in, like, northern Florida driving down 301. Because the game started, like, just as I got to Jacksonville. And I turned it off before I got to Tampa. It's about a four-hour drive between Tampa and Jacksonville.
2: And it just,
1: ugh. But, like, at first I was like, oh, I don't get to watch it. But then I thought, wait a minute. I have have Sirius XM. I can listen to it in the car. This is going to be great. And it's the Bengals. The Ravens are gonna figure out a way to do this. I know.
2: This is gonna be a great car ride. It
1: it didn't really turn out that way, but I will say this: it was a whole lot easier to turn it off when I'm in the car than it probably would have been if I was sitting in a train wreck watching it, uh, you know, at home on the TV.
0: Yeah, it, it was a kind of a funny situation for me uh, watching on TV because this season you kind of we've kind of gotten accustomed to the Ravens coming back on teams, which, you know, obviously yeah. narrative the Ravens can't come back. But this year it's been different. And it, and that was, again, the case uh, against the Vikings. So you kind of hang on to a little bit of hope, you know, you know, OK, well, you know, it's just a two score game. This is still the third quarter you know, we're, we're kind of right in it. We had a lead in the second half, you know, we have shown we can move the ball a little bit. And then, uh, in that fourth quarter, maybe the end of the third quarter, you kind of just start to realize, you know what? It's not happening today. Uh, there's just, there's just not yeah. enough things going right for it, for it to happen today. You give up a ton of big plays on defense to, you know, wide receivers to running backs, you know, all over the place, Your tight ends, you're giving up big plays and, uh, yeah, you know, just like well, that's that's gonna be a lot to overcome, and uh, that that's yeah. kind of how it went. You know, the, the Bengals kind of ran away with it, mm. but not the case this week as the as the Ravens were able to complete that comeback on the Vikings. Um, so we're gonna talk offense, defense, special teams, give out our game ball, and talk about our pop of the week, and look forward to Week Ten. Thursday night football against Dolphins. But before we get into that, maybe let's talk a little bit of roster and and you know, it'll kind of meld into our review of week 9. The Ravens don't make any moves uh, at the trade deadline. Um not I'm I wasn't terribly surprised. Likely a lot of cap uh pressure was 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 present in not making moves. You just can't afford anybody that's worth making a move for. Yeah. Um but uh we're we're able to add uh Ogboihi Cedric Og he uh at the tackle, some some depth there. We're gonna get is that how you say soon. his
1: name? I've been saying Ogbui, but I I you wasn't know,
0: sure if that's how you say it or not. a Yeah, it's okay. Guess Either way, so
1: I like it. I like it. I like it. Your yours sounds um,
0: better than mine.
1: <laughs>
0: uh I, well, I I don't know. We'll see if he gets some snaps. I'm sure we'll hear his name. I um, and I only say that because I love I love names that are that are a
1: little bit different from everybody else's. I for example, Obafemi Badejo was one of my favorite guys mm-hmm. in the world. I, I I mean he's great anyway. He's fun and I think he's on the radio now. If I if he I, is uh, on the
0: broadcast, yeah, yeah he's yeah, pretty yeah,
1: he's good. Pretty. I mean I was mm-hmm. pretty impressed to be honest with you um but uh he was one of my favorite players ever and i loved his name and figuring out how to say it and everything so i, mm-hmm. I anyway it's it's i'm hoping we'll I'll just have to figure out how to say that jump but yeah.
2: yes absolutely but anyway
1: you know one thing before we move on we're talking about roster moves i i just have to say one more thing about the bengals game I've i've never been more disappointed the Bengals didn't take an offensive lineman in the first round and I was <laughs> <laughs> in that game on Sunday um, you know and I always say that I'm laughing my my friend Jimmy who's actually a Cincinnati Bengals fan which I always shake my head at but he, uh, he was complaining so much on draft day he's in my fantasy league and you know just oh I can't believe they blew it again and blah 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 I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but he's got to be pretty happy with Jamar Chase's uh, exploit so far this season. He's been a pretty, pretty dominant,
2: dominant receiver.
1: I mean, I guess he's offensive rookie of the year. I don't know who else it would be at all at this point other than him.
0: I mean, he's he's awesome. He can do it all. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty annoying because now yeah. the Ravens are finally rid of AJ Green, and here comes Jamar yeah. Chase, and yeah. uh, of course, right. Um. But yeah, he wasn't the only one with big plays. There, they are big plays on the ground. Um, they are big plays at a tight end, and you know, just not, just not what you like to see. And it's mm-hmm. kind of what, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago is. You know, if you're going to give up big plays, OK, but like you have to also make big plays the other way. You know, that's turning the ball over, getting sacks and things like that. And and those are the things that just aren't happening for the defense right now is the big plays in the other direction. And, uh, you know, again, once again. In uh, in in the Minnesota game, no sacks, uh, no turnovers, I, be- I believe, if if I'm remembering correctly, and you still give up, you know, the long run to yeah. Dalvin Cook and the long touchdown to uh, Justin Jefferson, who uh, you know another LSU wide receiver that uh, that's yeah. that's been a pain, and he's terrific. And um, you know, you know, it's not ideal. Is, I mean,
1: just to circle back, it's definitely not ideal. And and just to circle back real quick to the trade deadline, one thing that I and I haven't read the full briefing. I forget who exactly reported it if it was Ian Rappaport I think was the one but that we were talking heavily with about Xavier Howard with the Dolphins and while nothing ever materialized for all the reasons that you said you know no way do we have the cap room to just trade for him outright there was going to be some class maneuverings about how much the Dolphins would have paid, and who knows what kind of they of course would have wanted a first round pick, and you know how Decosta feels about that, and X, Y, and Z. I I find it interesting. I mean, I get it. Looking at our defensive backfield, but is it amazing that like if we had <laughs> thinking of what we looked like going into the season with our <laughs> with our depth at the, in the DB position. <laughs> It is so crazy that we almost decided to trade for Xavier Howard at
0: the deadline. <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's how, how much
0: things have changed.
1: Yeah, we talk about it every year. Oh yeah. Well, depth is about as good as that day's you know cup of coffee. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not even a thing, but I just made it up. Anyway, you know, it it's. I don't know what to say. It's just crazy to me that that, that was a reported story. I you know I figured we had just been quiet. And then I saw some some uh, blurbs about that earlier today. And it, I mean, it makes sense. And I totally get it. I mean, it, that's, a, that's definitely an Eric, Eric DaCosta move to, you know, mm-hmm. suddenly find yourself with Xavier and Howard. You know, but, uh, but anyway, I thought that was a wild. Wild
0: yeah. Um, I'm not surprised it didn't happen, but, you know, it, it is nice to know that they're always looking. You know, they will call. You know, if somebody's available, they, yeah. they'll put the call in. You know, they'll, they'll at least make the effort. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's nice to know.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be for lack of a discussion. That's for
0: sure. Right. Right. But then, you know, as soon as you say first round pick, DeCosta's going to yeah. hang up on you. So, uh, All right. Well, okay. so let's get into uh, our offense, defense, special teams review of the Vikings game. Um, Ravens come out, score a touchdown or I'm sorry, kick a field goal on their opening drive and, and, you know, kind of helter skelter drive, you know, pieced it together a little bit. Maybe not the most uh, cohesive they've ever looked, which is kind of a shame coming out of the bye. And that kind of continued for the rest of the first half, you know, not really a ton of um not really a ton of good looks in in that first half but really a, a, a lackluster offensive uh execution in my in my estimation what do you, what do you think about that offense in the first half
1: it's just it was it was just uh, that's the best way to
2: really describe it man i mean the whole
1: was just what what are we doing you know um just I felt like it was one step forward, two steps back. Just a – it's just – just. I don't know if I want to say playing to our competition
2: because that's what I worry about
1: this week against the Dolphins. And I don't know that it's, – it's, look, the Vikings have some talent. I mean, Dalvin Cook's electric. Justin Jefferson's electric. I mean, you know, some of these guys, you know, Kirk Cousins is not a terrible quarterback. I mean, he, can you have a better quarterback? Sure, but I don't think he's, he's – you can win with him, I, I feel like, um, with, with the right team around him. So, you know, I don't want to totally
2: disparage the Vikings, but the Ravens just have not been consistent either on offense or defense all season for an entire game. 'Cause let's face it, the, and I'm
1: I'm going off on a tangent here and, and expanding into other parts of the game.
2: But you know, you go to the you know, we're down seventeen to ten at half. They run a kickback, and it's just like, oh we were able to come back and
1: win. That's amazing. I mean, you have to look back and the fact that we were able to come back from that. I mean, that's amazing. All power to Mar to Hollywood. And I guess we'll get to that in a minute. I'm really going all over the place here. But
2: I, I guess my point is I would love to see start to finish a consistent freaking performance. Is that a fair ask?
0: I think so. Because in that first half, when you go field goal, punt, 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 interception, but then in the second half, you go touchdown, touchdown, touchdown.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, that's not exactly yeah. the consistency that uh, that we're referring to. Um, you know, of course, you do score the touchdown there at the end of the first half on that big uh, pass interference call that, that Rashad Bateman was able to draw, which is the first pass interference in favor of the Ravens, uh, all year, which is crazy, uh, when, when they're on offense, um, the, yeah, the consistency, especially coming out of the bye, I I think is the extra context that matters here because, you know, that's when you kind of want to have things a little bit more figured out than they seemed to be figured out, uh, in that first half. And like even that first field goal driving, nothing was really in rhythm. It was kind of just like helter skelter, like everybody running for their lives and, you know, for a first down. And, you know, things obviously cleaned up quite a bit in that second half. But, um, yeah, I think I just expected a little bit more, um, just a little bit cleaner from from that offense. And, yeah, maybe
1: I don't want to. I guess we can start this now because you and I were, were harping about this in the game, but we always used to hear about, oh, John Harbaugh after a bye. Come well, in. that certainly didn't happen. You know, John Harbaugh after a bye was almost the thing you'd hear after. Did you know John Harbaugh used to be a special teams coach? And both of those statements kind of came back to bite him a little bit this week i don't, i'm not trying to <laughs> look he's obviously the head coach he's not he's not there coaching each of those position groups anymore all that kind of stuff but come on man like this is not not a stellar
2: performance by the coaching staff
1: Outside and I shouldn't say that. In the second half, the play calling was fantastic. I can't. I I mean, Roman did a fantastic job with that. I don't know how much of that was Roman, how much of it was Lamar kind of messing around on the fly a little bit. Probably a little bit of both. I you got to give him
2: credit absolutely. But overall, it was definitely a
0: stinker coming off a bye week. Yeah, the first half was. Definitely yeah. was, was disappointing. The first half, uh, and
1: let's face it, special teams overall were not... Like, I mean, Tucker's Tucker. But, I mean, it's like, to give up the kick like that, and then that fourth down, fucking, excuse my French, but stupid play, um, what happened? The Done fake punt. Back here. yes, the fake punt. I mean, we just... Come on, man. Like, I... We're supposed to be better than that. Like, that's supposed to be, you know, obviously, you know, John Harbaugh used to be a special teams coach. Like, well, okay, well, (laughs) that stuff isn't supposed to happen. Like, especially twice in one game. Like, okay, once, okay, that happens. Mistakes are made. But you better clean your ish up or John Harbaugh is going to take some people out, I think. I mean, I'm surprised there haven't, haven't been people cut this week, quite
2: frankly. But anyway, that was a bit
0: much, but still. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So not, not my, my main Go ahead. My main concern with it is that, you know, maybe not the maybe not the Dolphins and maybe not the Bears, but starting in week 12 the strength of schedule goes way up. You, know, you get the Browns, Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers, oh, yeah. right? If you're going to put up a first half like that with the defense giving up big plays, um, you know, the Browns are capable of big plays. You know, the, the Steelers have, have their talented wide receivers capable of big plays. Packers, of course, with Rodgers. And, and, you know, we already saw what the Bengals are capable of. And Stafford and the Rams have been going nuts all year. Mm. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're just fine. Just got even better. I mean
1: that that team is that team is scary to me. The Rams. I mean that's a, that's right. a team to be reckoned with.
0: Right. And uh, so I'm I'm just saying like it's not going to be like coming back on the Vikings. It's it's the Ravens were I think fairly lucky. It was a highway robbery to be down seven after the way that uh, both all three phases of the game played in that first half. Right. Oh, that may not, absolutely. that may not be the case when you, when you have Aaron Rodgers in town no, and when you have Matt Stafford. Thing. Right. So, you know, that's my main concern with it is that, you know, yeah, yeah like it would have been nice to look a lot better, but if you are going to put continue to put up first halves like that, it's not going to work. and And it's going to be no. too much to come back from, especially against better offenses that, you know, even if you're even if you're mounting a furious comeback in the second half and you score three straight touchdowns like that's nothing that has nothing to do with the other offense being able to score too. So yeah. Um you know that's that's my main concern with it. You know other other than that, you know maybe we can focus on the second half now because I think you know the second half was terrific. The wide receivers uh Hollywood and Rashad Bateman have been Awesome, Uh, Hollywood was so so good in that second half. He really took over.
1: He really did, man. I mean, nine receptions, 116 yards. I mean, he just several times, you know, those those moves where he actually lost yards to gain yards. You know, as Mm -hmm. he's running, and you're kind of, you know, your your stomach's kind of in your throat a little bit, going, "Oh my God, what is going on?" But you know, he ends up. I mean, it was really. A fantastic performance by hollywood he showed a lot of gut and heart in my opinion he, it showed a lot of leadership qualities too it was just it was really a good performance I mean, as good as
0: lamar was throughout the second half without hollywood we don't win that game right and and he really stepped up when we needed somebody to step up and and you could see playing in and play out how much attention was on mark andrews there was quite frequently more than one set of eyes on him at all times mm-hmm. um you know on all three touchdown passes you can kind of see that uh, how much attention he was drawing and for for Hollywood to take advantage of that was was awesome you know like like you were saying when he runs backwards to run forward and you kind of like cringe a little bit and you're like oh yeah 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 uh it's like uh, just like a slight uh reminder of Ed Reed and you know, yeah, so many decisions. You're just
1: like, that's a, no! great, that's then, a great comparison, actually. You know, it's, it's yeah, like, Ed Reed, but actually on offense, you know, yeah, um, he yeah, that's like, that, that, that first, that's a really that's that's very apropos, nicely done.
0: That's yeah, that first moment of like, what are you doing? And then it's like, okay, all right, that was good, yeah, <laughs> you okay. know, all you just right, gotta I'll trust him a little bit, yeah, you just gotta exactly. trust him a little bit, and it's hard to, yeah. but <laughs> you just gotta go for it, um. Rashad Bateman, first down machine. Uh, Seriously, maybe that that pass interference that he drew, I thought it was it was a really heady play for him to go down the field once he saw that uh, Lamar had broken the pocket. Um, you know, his hands were unbelievable. He made the one handed catch for first down. He's, I mean, getting Watkins back plus Bateman plus Hollywood playing at the level that he is is likely the best three three-deep we've had uh, ever in the franchise.
1: Quite possibly so. I mean, we talked about the the only other collection of wide receivers that would match, statistically, would be that first year. You look at how good Derek Alexander and Michael Jackson and Jermaine Lewis were. They truly were excellent as a wide-receiving core. And Vinny Tessaverde throwing the ball was Pretty darn good that year too So that's that's the the squad you're Looking at I think It's pretty Darn comparable to that I mean if if not Certainly better I mean you look at You can kind of compare the three Right you go okay Well Watkins is Michael Jackson Bateman Is Derek Alexander And that makes Hollywood Jermaine Lewis you know as that Like slot like guy who can kind of do all sorts of stuff out of the three of them, that means that this one's probably better.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, getting Watkins back is going to be really interesting to see how they spread the ball around. Maybe that cuts into Bateman's target share because, you know, at this point I can't really see anything cutting into Hollywood's target share. No. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's going to be awesome. I mean, mean, honestly, I think it cuts into
1: Sammy Watkins' share. I think yeah. I think Rashad Bateman has shown obviously by his play on the field um and him becoming a first down machine with just three games, you know. Um I mean, what are you gonna say other than he's gotta keep playing? He's the first round pick. Yeah. Hollywood's gotta seen. keep playing. He's the star at this point. He's the leader of that wide receiver group, you know, and
2: Watkins is on a one-year deal. So,
1: to me, I'm not saying he's not involved in the offense. He absolutely is. But I'm not taking away, at this point, snaps from Rashad Bateman give to Watkins. I'm continuing to give those snaps to Rashad Bateman. But at least being able to supplement with Watkins instead of Boykin or whoever, whoever, the case may be, you know, as our other wide receivers. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's not to take away from Devin Duvernay, who had that awesome catch, absolutely touchdown. I mean, that was a that was a fantastic play, like well placed ball by Lamar, just away from the defenders, and an even better adjustment to that ball oh, by Duvernay and, and catch. That was he unbelievable. He continues to be him. a
1: very clutch, clutch player for us. Yeah, you know, absolutely. he's not getting a ton of touches on offense. But you know, I I expect that to still continue as far as him, can, you know, slowly getting integrated more and more. You know, you brought up something on Sunday as we were texting that I found interesting, and I I actually hadn't known lined up in the backfield a couple of times as the running back, and you had you had said you noticed that. So how how often did that happen, and do you really think he's gonna? Get some handoffs here and
0: there. It wasn't. It wasn't much. Um, I think. I, I think. I really only noticed it that one time early on, and when when Duvernay was in the backfield. Um, yeah, sure. But I think that's an interesting adjustment that they could make to keep Duvernay on the field um, if if, mm-hmm. if wide receivers snaps are getting taken up by other guys, because you know he brings that speed that our running backs don't. Um, he yeah. Does have that like smaller you know squarish build, yeah. I mean, it's the
1: craziest and... of ideas. I mean, you think about what the Packers did years oh, ago Tom with uh... yeah, exactly. I mean, and they really had some success with that. Obviously, he's a former Raven as well at this point. Not that he's been a superstar, but he served his purpose. In a lot of ways for the Packers used in some interesting ways, both as a running back and a wide receiver. Um,
0: You see what Cordero Patterson's doing too. I mean,
1: exactly. Now obviously different body type and all that stuff. mm -hmm. He's just a ridiculous specimen of an athlete, but um, yeah, I, I mean, same idea. Let's find that flex guy who can kind of do a little bit of both return kicks, everything else. I mean, that keeps him on the roster. You know that yep. that makes sure it keeps he's his speed on the, on the, roster the field, on yeah. Exactly, it keeps his speed on the field. That you know, I certainly would almost. Ra- I mean, I always, I always crap on Justice Hill. I really have nothing against the guy personally, <laughs> but you know, a- instead of having that Justice yes, Hill type running back, you know, on the roster, you have Duvernay as this hybrid. You know, he can do that role along with returning kicks and just being a wide receiver and everything else. I mean, I think that that is that is very intriguing. So I guess let's just say your lips to uh, John Harbaugh's ears.
0: I think it would be a really interesting adjustment for them to make. And, and the running backs were good in this game. Um, I just think that with a little bit more burst, there's more there. You know, Devontae yeah. Freeman averages over six yards a carry. You know, Le'Veon Bell averages over four yards a carry, and, and of course Lamar goes over for, goes over 100 yards and breaks Michael Vick's record. But it just it seems like there's a little bit more meat on the bone there. Um, there's got that, that a little bit. I
1: mean, you know, we shouldn't have. And here's the problem: is we shouldn't have to rely on Lamar to run the ball 21 times, 120 yards for us to have the time of possession we did. And that's really what had to happen. I mean, as much as I agree with you, look, Freeman and Bell both had okay games. I mean, they had
2: decent games, more than decent games. They were good. But against a better team,
1: I don't think those numbers are there. And against this team, if that was J.K. Dobbins, if that was Gus Edwards, shoot, if that was Justice Hill, I'll give him some props. (laughs) <laughs> there are extra yards there, like you said. There's that extra burst that a guy like DeBernick that these guys, and I'll include Latavius Murray in that. They're not going to get those yards. I mean, sure, they may be able to get a couple of tough yards up the middle, although I like, question that sometimes, quite frankly, after watching these last few games. But, you know, there's we almost have to pick our spots with these running backs. We can't just dominate... The line of scrimmage with these running backs, and that's that's the
0: concern. Yeah, and and of course I, we're not saying that DuVernay's going to be an every down back. I no, think he'll 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 mix in, and and like we want him to yeah, mix. It, I guess option. is what we're saying. Right. Yeah. Just as the an other thing in is the, the other thing is in that second half they did get back to that vintage Ravens drive. Uh, yeah, you know that long touchdown drive in I wouldn't
1: the, say the offensive because line because we were doing it in some different ways since obviously we're we're throwing the ball more you mm-hmm. know so it's a little bit different but I mean that said you're right vintage vintage in the the fact that we were just killing it with the with the time of possession
0: yeah uh, which drive is this that I'm referring to here? Okay. 18 um, plays, 82 started, yards. Yeah, started on the 18, 18 plays. I mean, that poor defense, man. And then after that, I mean, it was kind of a wrap on, on that Vikings defense. Um, That, that really took the That's gas out point. of them.
1: That yeah. drive alone won the game. I mean, we got the ball with 435 left in the third quarter mm-hmm. and then we ended up scoring with 919 left in the fourth. I mean that's crazy. Yeah. That is a long, long drive. 18 plays. I mean that's like that's just ridiculous. And you think about it, okay, we went for it on fourth and one at our own 27. Of course we had to. But that's yeah. crazy. That's a crazy call. Just when you think about it, that's because we're at our own twenty-seven. Then we went forward, I think on fourth again. I'm sorry. So well, let's let's count the thirds too. We had a third down, third and two. Then we had a third and fifteen. We converted, and then then we were already already down. And you know we scored, but it's just wow. I mean, you gotta you gotta just tip your cap. I mean. Everything about the second half offensively, and well, I shouldn't say everything because
2: there was a pick. But really,
1: hats off. I mean, amazing comeback. Frustrating as hell it had to go to OT. I'm kind of tired of overtime this year. I would rather not see any more of those games. Um, But I'm definitely ready for just a game that we can just win outright, TK. Can we just, like, beat some people up? once and i can maybe nap in the second half
0: yeah let's we'll get to that i think that that i think that happens in week 10 um let's talk about the defense we talked about it a little bit still giving up the big plays but a, a terrific performance in the second half and overtime, giving up to seven points uh after they had gotten whipped up a little bit in the first half um they got to make some they got to make some more plays happen uh, with pressures and sacks and interceptions and fumbles. There hasn't been a turnover since that. I mean, that Humphrey interception against the Bengals was essentially meaningless. Um, but there's 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 just got to be more from the defense. And, you know, been a quiet couple of weeks for Adafi Oway as, as teams have uh, adjusted to him. Uh, of course, losing to Sean Elliott is, is such a shame. I mean, such a painful sounding injury. And yeah. his third, third season-ending injury in in four seasons in a contract year for him. Yeah, uh, that's after my he biggest, was playing really well. Yeah,
1: I just the fact it's a contract year that that really that sucks. Yeah, I, that I, really stinks. I wish him the best. I mean, certainly, I I would expect the Ravens to certainly sign him to a prove it kind of a deal. You know, if if it came to mm-hmm. that, I I certainly hope. Uh, for his sake, he's able to go make some money somewhere. Um, you know, at least, at least he's getting some time now to to get stuff taken care of, get you know, get rehab taken care of. So once the off season really gets rolling, he can have maybe as as close to a regular off season as possible for him. If that means coming back to the Ravens, if that means going on to a new team with hopefully a A nice lucrative contract. You know, it just that definitely is a disappointing time uh for for Deshaun Elliott for sure.
0: Yeah, it sucks. That's my guy. Uh I hope I hope very like you said, we bring him back in some way. Um but man, just another season ending injury to add to the total for the Ravens, which is which is you know, absolutely. And one that we know isn't
1: coming back. We've had a lot that. Hey, we've had several guys that that have actually bounced back a little bit, but you know he he won't be one we'll be seeing back this year. Yeah, right.
0: Um, okay, but that means my other guy Brandon Stevens is going to have to step in, in into a more permanent role. You know, he he did step into that starting spot when when Elliott was out earlier this year, and he held his own. Um, But I think now that he's moving into a more permanent safety type role, you'd probably get a little bit of Jimmy Smith and Geno Stone in there, I think, is is who uh, Harbaugh mentioned. But you got to think, you know, with with Stevens in there more, maybe he starts to draw a little bit of attention away from poor Anthony Averett, who seems to get done every week. And now they now all of a sudden they got another rookie to go after in the secondary. So uh, maybe Anthony Averett gets a little bit of a break.
1: We can only hope, man. I mean, honestly, I think <laughs> that kid is a pretty darn good cornerback. He's just He's good. on the yeah. he is just on the side, the wrong side of the field from Marlon Humphrey, who, quite frankly, isn't having a good year at all. I mean, he is just sticking it up. So, I mean, I, I, Anthony Everett might be our number one corner right now. I mean, is that yeah, is that a fair statement? He had
0: that. I, you know. He had that one bad game. I think it was the Colts, uh, where where I was a little bit yeah. disappointed. He got turned and, and around. He got turned around a few times, and yeah, it was a little. Other than that, I've been like really pleased with him, and, and yeah, especially this week. You know, with with who the the Vikings throw out there with Jefferson and Thielen. I mean, that that's not that, those are not too easy guys to cover. And Thielen yeah. was really quiet. And Justin Jefferson was. was very quiet in the second half. And, and you know, that, that defense really tightened the screws on him. But, um, yeah, averett has been good. You know, we only saw Jimmy Smith for one snap. And I think that changes this week. Um, you know, he, he's kind of that matchup guy now. And I feel like that matchup just wasn't there um, for, yeah. for him to, to get involved. And I think that changes uh, against the Dolphins with Mike Jasicki. But, um, yeah, I, I think Josh Bynes. Awesome again. Uh, Patrick Queen, again, really, really solid. You know, they, they've been really good as, as a duo in the middle there. Um, I think and, that uh,
1: veteran presence, I think, definitely helps out Patrick Queen. Nothing against uh, Malik Harrison, who actually we haven't talked about the fact he gets shot in the leg, which is crazy. But I guess he's going to be back soon. I don't know. That whole situation, sucks. Like yeah, I, I, oh my you goodness! You know, it doesn't sound like he was doing anything wrong. I'm not saying that in all. He was just at a party and got shot, right? I mean, like a yeah, like a like that a restaurant, or something. Like
0: yeah, that restaurant was one block away from like my old jobs, Cleveland office, and oh wow, that's like that's like normal downtown Cleveland, like not like the crazy bad part. Um, yeah and it, he was just like, yeah, like you said, at a party, he was at dinner, and I, like, I, it was, sounded like a stray, or something, it's like a stray bullet, or something yeah. like that, yeah, um, and luckily, you know, he'll be able to come back soon, but what a crazy situation, and uh, yeah,
1: I mean, thank God, he's, he's he is okay, I mean, right, a, right, I mean, that's I mean, first what foremost. a stupid and, way to have players get lost, I mean, or right. tragic, or whatever, but however you want to put it, but, yeah, that's just crazy. So thank God for Josh Bynes again, stepping into, you know, play such a big role in short notice mm-hmm. and an unplanned role that we had for Josh Bynes. And, you know, I, but like I said, I think he, not only is he playing well, I think he's he's a good influence for Queen just mentally, I think. You know, keeping him in the game, having someone playing next to him, like Fort had been doing last year, sort of. At times, guiding you know him along, along with along with Malik Harrison last year. So you know, I it's great to have him back. Hopefully, we can just keep him on the roster now instead of letting him go somewhere else and then come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we we were talking uh, before we started recording, and and there's got to be some way to you, you want some way to memorialize players like Josh Bynes.
1: Absolutely. Like and maybe maybe they have this already. I mean I'm 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 not thinking of I, I haven't done a lot of research. I guess there's there's the Ravens Hall of Fame and the Ring of Honor and all that stuff. I mean I just but I don't I don't obviously Josh Bynes or Anthony Levine, yeah, they're not getting up on the Ring of Honor. That's not typic I mean I know we have what's his nose, um Ernest Biner and you want to throw up every time he's actually did we finally take his name down or is he still up there? i don't
0: think we would have taken it down
2: we probably should but regardless <laughs>
1: um you know it, you, it, point being they're not going up there it'd be cool if we had like the uh, what did hardlock on was it the lunch pail guys or something or the hard hat guys or you know back in the day some sort of Memorial to all of the, you know, guys in the trenches, the Kelly Greggs, the, you know, all those guys that aren't going to get on the, you know, the ring of honor, but were badasses and such a key part of the Ravens and, and our Ravens, you know, there's certain guys that just never did anything anywhere else, whether, and then come back and just are awesome you know you look at McPhee you look at Bynes you look at um I'm sure there's other guys I'm not thinking of, but you know Adelius Thomas is a guy that I think he was okay with the Patriots but he was never really Adelius Thomas
2: but when he was here you know
1: and Rex Ryan's playing him at safety and stuff you know I mean it's but again, he's not a player that we get on the ring of honor. So I don't know. I guess we probably, I'll have to, I'll have to look at this. People are probably listening to this podcast going, it's the Ravens Hall of Fame douchebag. <laughs> but, you know.
0: So I guess. All right. That's yeah. Where well, I, let's look, let's look into that. We'll, we'll take that as an action item. <laughs> we'll we'll look into that one and, uh, and talk about it next week, too. Um, i mean okay we we can't we can't stop uh talking about the week without talking about the game winning field goal by Justin tucker i mean i I feel like nobody was even like surprised or or like caught off guard that he made it. It was just like, all right, he made it, we win, let's go let's go home like it wasn't yeah. even like that crazy of a celebration on the field
1: no, you're right I mean it was kind of like yep he did it thirty six thirty six yard field goal Ooh, we're there, okay let's go home, you know, Um, I did love the embrace between Lamar and Tucker Mm -hmm. after the game, I mean, I thought that was cool, I I mean, look, Tucker's amazing, I mean, they're obviously all going to respect him, but I mean, it's just cool to see that, you know, when you've got a guy like Tucker, who's been on the team almost 10 years, and regardless of his position, and you've got Lamar, who's the new young superstar, and They've got such a good relationship. I mean, it's just it's cool to see that our players and and that they really do appreciate Tucker. I mean, because he needs to be appreciated. I mean, this guy is something special. Um, you know, if if the best thing that came out of the Curse of Billy Cundiff is Justin Tucker, Tucker, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll take that every day. I'll take I'll take that playoff loss in the day of the week. That means we get a Hall of Fame kicker and a Super Bowl the next year. Okay.
0: Yeah, not 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 so bad, not so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, any anything else to clean up on on Week Nine? Uh, you no, know, nah, I don't know. I I don't think, know. So. I mean, I don't think so. like seemingly a routine overtime comeback win. Yeah,
1: just like I'm, I'm not sure I was comeback ever comeback win where Lamar, you know, throws for two sixty six, runs for one twenty. Three touchdowns and through the air, you know, just typical, typical comeback win.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Like my my mind is so warped now. Like you know, back in 2019, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like we finally have an offense, and now it's just normal and it's just expected. And, yeah. Uh, oh, you, know, you got on. to got 100 kinda, yards. yeah, yeah. got to kind of pinch yourself and say like, yeah, actually, this is like really cool things that are happening to the yeah. Ravens. Um, these, video <laughs> like, these are video right, game like, numbers weekly that Lamar puts out. And right, it may
1: absolutely. not be – it's not always the – I mean, starting to become the passing numbers that are crazy, but then he he works in these 120-yard rushing games with 21 carries, and you're like, what? Like, he already yeah, has one, – Yeah, one of one. Yeah. He, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to make sure we're appreciating this,
2: especially because
1: who knows how long it'll be here. I mean, just because of his style of play. So, I mean – lamar could be bo jackson i hate saying that but we just gotta appreciate every moment we watch this guy because he is freaking special both as a person and a player absolutely
0: so let's hand out a game ball who are you giving your game ball to
1: i gotta give the game ball to a guy that i i've been harsh to in the past but hollywood is my guy right now he is Showing me a lot. He is our number one wide receiver. He's the leader of that group. He gets my game ball.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh Bynes. Uh, eleven, eleven combined like tackles, it. pass defense, tackle for a loss. He has been a solidifying force on the defense. You know, first half aside, uh, that second half in overtime was really good on that on that side of the ball. So my game ball goes to Josh Bynes. Pop of the week. What do you got?
1: Pop of the week is that
0: entire
1: drive. That was capped off by the Patrick Ricard touchdown. Oh yeah, just how did we amazing. not even talk about Patrick? I mean, just yeah. he is just a bad ass mofo. I don't know what else to say about the guy. He is so freaking awesome right now. I mean, let's be real. The whole, I mean, that was that was the start of the comeback. We were mm-hmm. down twenty-four to ten. And we come out and have a six-minute, ten-play, seventy-two-yard drive, capped off. And let's let's see, let's let's just cap, uh, recap the big plays by Ricard. So not only did he get the touchdown, where's the pass play? He had yeah, the first one for twelve yards. Yeah, first one for twelve yards. Then he had another short pass
0: play. Um, but just
1: I uh, just badass.
0: Yeah, the one I mean, tw- the twenty two yard one was sick. And then uh, and then the touchdown.
1: I mean, he's turning into a weapon. I, I mean I had definitely disparaged Patrick Patrick Ricard outside of his blocking. You know, I mean he, he's a tremendous blocker. He always has been. But as far as carrying the ball, I still don't know that I'd ever hand off the ball to Ricard, but as a as a receiving option he is a legitimate weapon at this point he's got some really soft hands i'm impressed that kid's put in so much work they call him project pat for a reason but he's not project pat anymore he's just all pro pat i mean he's he's a hell of a fullback and i i do hope we resign him i mean he's
2: that's going to be really interesting yep.
1: almost as important as another offensive lineman. I mean, I, and I don't really say that lightly. I mean, he's just so important. He's like having a third guard on the, on the field at all times
2: that can also catch and, and be a fullback and everything. It's just,
1: it's wild. And he may price himself out of Baltimore, unfortunately, but, I certainly hope we do have, I think, some cap space opening up after this season, right? So, I mean, hopefully we're able to to use some of that, you know, to, to keep Ricard in-house.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we'll see how it goes with, with Lamar's extension whenever that happens. Uh, yeah. I hope it happens soon, honestly, but he's getting more expensive with each game, it seems. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, Ricard is—you is, just run out of words to just, like— to talk about him week in and week yeah. out, just the impact that he has in multiple ways for the offense. You know, he brings that physicality. He's just like the enforcer, uh, yeah. you know, in, in that group. You know, he shows his his ability to catch the ball. And it seems like, you know, in several big games, several big moments, like a little, you know, pass out to the flat to Pat Ricard is, is what settles things down a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what they needed on this drive. When you're down 14 to open up the second half, you just gave up the huge play. You know, yeah, you know what? Let's throw it out to our big guy and, and see what we can get going. And that is that is what got the Ravens going. So, um, yeah, I mean, Pat Ricard could have easily gotten my game ball uh, on on that side for for that. But um, yeah, but he actually unbelievable got my
1: pop of the week.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, pop of the week. So I will. So I'll move. From Josh Bonds over to Patrick Queen, and maybe not the biggest pop uh, of the week, but his play knifing through the uh, Vikings' offensive line and, and tackling Dalvin Cook for an eight-yard loss was really impressive. You know the way that he triggered, just stick his stuck his foot in the ground, and you know drove through and and made that tackle against Dalvin Cook, who uh, we mentioned is unbelievable. Uh, I, I thought that was a really nice defensive play that that deserved. Uh, a little bit of a shout out. So that's my pop of the week. So let's get to week 10. Ravens travel to Southern Florida, somewhere where A lot of players are very familiar to take on the two and seven Miami Dolphins, uh, a game in which I think, like I mentioned before, we get to, you know, two solid halves of football, complimentary football for the Ravens. They win uh, in, in a comfortable fashion, and and really give us a nice Thursday evening. I that's how I see it going. I just don't think that the Dolphins have anything that can really challenge the Ravens. Uh, you know, seriously, do you see it that way as well, or, or do you have some concerns? I don't have
1: concerns. My, you know, I guess with the Dolphins, any more than it's just concerning. Concerning the Ravens go on the road. And played down to their competition on a Thursday night, short week, you know, all of that. That's that's my only concern. There's nothing about the Dolphins that I could point to to go, oh, we gotta watch out for this guy. I mean, they look like they're terrible. So I mean, I, I you know, it's the Dolphins. They have either Jacoby Brissett or Tua Tagovailoa. Right? And I messed up his name. To a Tagovailoa, right? Did I say that right? Tagovailoa? Yeah. Tungovailoa. D- anyway. Um anyway. You know, it's not it's not gonna be some kind of crazy offense we gotta, gotta worry about.
0: So my only concern is the last time I was this confident in a in a game and the last time I was talking like this on the podcast, we needed a sixty six yard field goal from Justin Tucker yeah, to win in Detroit. Exactly. So. So exactly uh, my point. Yeah. So, you know, maybe uh, temper the expectations a little bit, but but I, I just don't see it going like that uh, this week. I think things are a little bit more settled in. I think getting Watkins back is, is a huge thing. I think we might get a Nick Boyle debut uh, this week, which is going to be a nice addition to the offense, a little bit more stability there. And um, I, I think the defense plays well. Uh, you know, we will see more Jimmy Smith, as I as I noted, uh, Brandon Stevens. So my crab take of the week, I'll just say it right now, Brandon Stevens will either cause a turnover or uh, catch an interception, either a forced fumble or, or an interception, something like that. I think he gets picked on. So he'll he'll have some opportunities to make some plays. And I, I think he will make a big play.
1: You know, my crab take of the week is just going to be dominance of the run game. I think we're going to see that this week. A lot of it's going to have to do with the return of Boyle, should he play. So I think that's going to be part of it. I think another part of it will be who we're playing. But that's my that's my uh, crab take of the week. Excellent. Um, bulletin board? Um you got anybody want go, to get some good materials? You know, what, material? for this week, I'm just going to go coaching staff. I mean, we came out of the bye looking not so fantastic. So now we're going down to South Florida, short week game that we should quote unquote win. We need to play well. I, I don't want to see this starting slow. And hey, at least we were able to kick that 60-yard field goal at, at uh, the end of uh, overtime to uh, at least win the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think my my um my bulletin board material is going to go to Justin Houston and Odafin Owe. I just want to see some some pressure off the edges. Make J- Jacoby Brissett make some mistakes uh, because I think it will be him that starts as as uh, is hurt. I believe. But is he still um, hurt? I,
1: for some reason, I thought he was he was maybe going to play, but I have let that's how much I really invest yeah, to get into Dolphins this week
0: thought I, I mean, saw some say, tweets earlier today, plus the short week. I think it might be yeah, hard no, for to come sense. back. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I, I just want to see some consistent pressure out of them. Maybe, like, you know, a sack or two would be nice. But, you know, some consistent pressure, some hurries, um, some some dangerous throws uh, from, from whoever's playing quarterback, uh, you know, allow that secondary to make some plays is, is who I'm going to give my bulletin board material to. Um, anything else? You want to mention here Thursday night football? I mean, I feel like that's even worse than than Monday night football, uh, but
1: <laughs> it is. You know, mainly because you're already tired from the rest of the week, and you're like, oh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I I have a lot of thoughts about Thursday night football. It's a money grab. I feel about it. you know, it's pretty much the same, same thing that, uh, you know, the NFL. Did with the draft you know have everything on the uh thursday friday saturday but you know it's just i can't i just can't get behind thursday night football it sucks i don't know i was trying to talk myself into it there but, but yeah <laughs> sorry yeah,
0: i fell, fell a little bit short i you know whatever i think um Going to have to be an easy morning at work on Friday uh, a- after the game. And, you know, hopefully it's not an overtime game where you got to stay up even later and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think the Ravens dominate uh, a little bit. I am going to put out a score prediction here. I'm going to say 31 10 Ravens.
1: I like that. I like that. I'm going to be a little less optimistic because I feel like every week I'm like saying, oh, the Ravens are going to score 38 points. So I'm gonna say twenty-one. Ravens score twenty-one. Dolphins three.
0: All right. So dominance either way. Uh, anything else to add before we sign off?
1: Um, I don't think so. Uh, I guess just we're sorry for uh, obviously not not as many podcasts this you know the last couple of weeks, but obviously now that TK is on the men, we don't have any bi week conflicts. I think we're uh, gonna be good to go moving forward.
0: Yes, absolutely. The other thing I want to bring up, which is very exciting as the college football season uh, is coming to a regular season close in a few weeks. We're getting some draft talk going. Oh, prospect talk going. And you know how much we love that. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into some stuff maybe in a few weeks and some prospects that we that we have our eyes on. But keep keep an eye out for that. The, The draft stuff is popping up more frequently now.
1: Holly crazy to think, that, but that's definitely true.
0: Absolutely. You want to sign us off?
1: Well, everybody, it's been a crazy couple of weeks in Ravensland. The, the the disappointment of the Bengals, the bye week, the craziness COVID of protocols. the Vikings. Say what?
0: COVID protocols.
1: COVID protocols, exactly. You know, but hey, now we've got the Dolphins. It's Thursday night football. Everyone's favorite kind of football, I guess. But either way, let's go.